retro lovers, welcome to the Nostalgia Junkies podcast, where we talk all about pop culture, retro toy collecting, and nostalgia. And now, here are your hosts, Alex and Brandon. So I'm Alex. And I'm Brandon. And this is Nostalgia Junkies, where we talk about all of your 80s, 90s, and 2000 retro and vintage and nostalgia favorites. I think he uh, pretty much covered it all there. Yeah. And uh, if you notice, Brandon's Guess back. back. Back, back again. again. Yeah. I'm so excited to be back. Dude, it's so good to have you back, especially with what we're talking about today. Oh, we had a very fun time this past weekend, did we not? Yes, we did. So for those of you that don't know, in Hartford, Connecticut, this past weekend or a couple weekends ago from when this podcast is releasing, it was 90s con where we had all the biggest celebrities, well, oh. some of the biggest celebrities from the 90s. Oh, it was so good. This is a second annual one. They started it last year. I went then as well and uh, then convinced Alex that he has to come this year because it is incredible. It's a nostalgia overload, if you will. Yeah, I, I don't know why I didn't go last year. I don't remember. I feel like I had family or something going on. No, he's just lame. It might have been. I was just lame. I, I deeply regret not going last year. Although I will say, I feel like from everything that I've heard from people who went last year and this year, while this year was great, last year was was better. Yeah, I mean, last year they really started out with a bang with the with mm-hmm. the guests that they got. They brought in some great people this year, but overall, last year was just wild with the amount of really like bigger name celebrities they were able to bring in. Mm-hmm. I think that that was like the one that was like good. Like having not gone last year, I had nothing to compare it to. So like, I thought this year was great. Oh, don't get me wrong, I did too, and um. I'm glad I got to meet some of the people that weren't there last year, but just as a whole, the the celeb list was a little bit better last year. Okay, I know it was it was kind of sad with some people that uh, dropped out of '90s Con this year. Oh, of you know, course, two of our photo ops that we had, we lost two people. Yeah, two out of four photo ops we purchased after purchasing, we found out that two of those celebs weren't going to be in attendance anymore within 24 hours of the con. Yes. So the first one being uh, Kathy and Jimmy, we, yep. we wanted to do the hocus pocus photo shoot. Um, and she was, that was the morning of, wasn't it? Yeah. The morning we were supposed to go, she dropped out or the night. Yeah, before. It was, it was the night before our photo op. And uh, so that was a bummer. Cause everyone I've talked to that has met her said she's very sweet. And I just wanted her to do the face. Ula. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's she's known for those expressions, but so that was a bummer. Mm-hmm. But then there was a big one. Yeah, and uh, I'll let you talk about it, man, because you're, you're the you're <laughs> the one that showed me. I'm just let you talk about it. You haven't been here. I'm gonna let you talk today. So it was it was kind of a big deal because Amanda Bynes has been out of the spotlight for so long, and mm-hmm. people know that she had her issues after her her child stardom. Uh, kind of went down the wrong path for a while so people were very excited to uh, see her out in public again at one of these events um she was announced what about a month ago probably yep um as being one of the guests at 90s con and then unfortunately what is it thursday or friday yeah she um, was, she fell ill uh the announcement from the company that put the con on mm-hmm. said that she was sick and she could no longer attend which was a huge bummer. People were not thrilled about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just got a notice that was in the headlines the other day. Yeah. So after the con, uh, it was yesterday, um, 
all the headlines started coming out about Amanda Bynes having a psychotic episode and walking around downtown LA butt naked. So uh, we know that it wasn't just nonsense. She is Mm -hmm. going through a tough time and we, we hope she gets the help, the help that she needs. Um, And now the people who said that she was just blowing it off and wasn't ever really coming and it was for publicity. They kind of look like idiots. Yeah. Yeah. So thoughts and prayers to, to Amanda. Yeah. I know. I I feel like, I mean, you kind of said it best, like thoughts and prayers to her and we hope that she gets the help that she needs. Cause I I know for myself, some of my friends at work for you, like Amanda Bynes was so formative in our years between all that. And then the Amanda, Amanda show, I'm trying she to had think. a couple. She had a couple I mean, good movies too. Yeah, yeah. She had a couple good. Was movies. Was it? She's was it? She's the man. Yep, that yep. was a good movie. But yeah, it's just, it's just sad. I mean, obviously, we all have our our issues mm-hmm. with anxiety, depression, mental health. But uh, you got to realize the immense amount of pressure these humans were put under as children in their developing years. And well, especially when you think about like Britney Spears and Amanda Bynes dealing with that conservatorship when they were trying to break away from their parents and then their parents trying to maintain control. I mean, I don't want to say for a paycheck, but for a paycheck. I mean, yeah, Britney Spears's was most definitely for a paycheck. And I, I assume that Amanda's was the same way. And And you got to imagine what stress that puts on them as a child, when you, as a child, you're paying for your parents. Yeah. And listen, that's not, that's not a manager taking advantage. That's the people that you're supposed to be able to trust the most. Exactly. Your parents. Exactly. I can only imagine how how that affected them. Clearly, like mm-hmm. you could see it; it's, it's in public eye. It's uh, mm-hmm. Brittany is quite obviously not all there mentally anymore. No, she's she's obviously been affected by the relationship with her sad. parents. I mean, we we've all we all know free Brittany. Yeah, yeah, and leave Brittany alone. I know, like I I could not imagine what they're going through, and like you said, being under that public scrutiny twenty four seven from the time they were kids. Yeah, I honestly couldn't imagine. I have terrible anxiety without all that added pressure. So I can only, Same. I mean, I've literally had panic attacks put me in the ER. So I, uh, I couldn't even imagine adding all that on top of it. But, but on, an, on another yeah, note. On another note, on a happy note. I was going to say, like, you know, in the in the wake of Amanda not being at 90s Con, you, you didn't get to be there. Uh, but, but I did. And my video got shared by People Magazine, which was pretty freaking cool. Ah, so sad. I'll let Alex talk about so, this because... So Friday night, Keenan and Kel were on Jimmy Fallon and announced Good Burger 2 is coming out. So cool. Saturday, Kel Mitchell was supposed to be at 90s Con, which he was. And we went to the All Super That Super nice panel. guy, by the way. Oh, I yeah. met him last year and this year. He's one of those celebrities that you want to meet. He genuinely seems like he is happy to be there and interacting with everyone. Super fun guy. He he is just a bundle of energy and his energy is infectious. Oh my God, yeah. He's always dancing, singing, he, mm-hmm. big old smile on his face. Exactly. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah, when he come he, so when he came out onto the stage for the all that panel, he's talking about how like you all obviously heard that oh, Good Burger 2 is coming out. And we will say that uh the wonderful Lori Beth Denberg and Danny Tamborelli were also there from oh, all yeah. that and so it was them two and Kel on stage yep. during the panel. And so when Kel is talking about like, you know, what's going on, he says, you know what? You know what? Let me just, let me just get him out here. Keenan, come on out. And Keenan Thompson comes from backstage and he's, he's probably all like 15 feet from where we were sitting. And it was one of the coolest experiences, like just watching him walk out like a big baller. I'm I know, just like, I know. and I'm like, 
are we watching like an entrance to like a WWE match right now? Like, what is this? This is great. Oh, I mean, yeah, I was so upset because I was running the shop. So, um, Alex was there and, uh, you I follow me as the, the company that, uh, puts nineties con on. It's called that's for entertainment. They, uh, went live on Instagram during the panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly they probably had a little in as to what was going to happen. Uh, oh, I, I think they did. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the whole reason they went live, which I'm glad they did. So I'm in my shop full of people, busiest day of the week, and I'm watching this live uh, of Heenan being announced. So I know Alex is there, but I don't know that he is at, at the, the panel. panel. So I'm calling him, hoping he's there. That's how I was... Yep. And then uh, I immediately declined Brandon's call. You, you called our friend Eve. Eve declines the call. He messages me and Keenan's here. He's like, uh, you should be here right now. Yeah, I, I literally called you. And I'm like, I know that that's like, you need to get your butt to Hartford. <laughs> I'm now. like, I know that's why I was calling you. I was hoping you were there. But yeah, yeah. so I missed Keenan. Pretty, pretty bummed. Yeah. So ho- <laughs> hopefully this will be a good foot in the door for him to come back next year. It'd be great. It'd be great. And I'm super pumped for Good Burger, too. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait. Dude, I want to make a custom orange VHS tape for Good Burger, too. Well, you know, they, they maybe they'll limited release some because you talk to them. They talk to I you. And, and they liked the idea. I mean, they did take B-roll of my Good Burger tape that Kel had signed. They did. Which was 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 very cool. And I'm not, I'm not trying to sound pretentious about it. Like, that was just like growing up watching Kel on all that and then on Keenan and Kel. It was such a cool thing to meet him and like pull out the Good Burger tape and him be like, whoa. Yeah. And just like, he's like, I haven't seen a physical tape of this in a while. Yep. And I had him sign it. And I'll be like, my, my cardboard sleeve is, is not in the prettiest shape because it is, it's a huge. I was going to say, I feel like that's a whole part of the nostalgia. Like those things were meant to be watched and you can tell that that tape was well loved and watched about 300 times exactly and that's the one that signed and because we cool. all needed to know i'm a dude he's a dude she's, she's a dude, dude we're all dude tape <laughs> yeah we, we had we had to know that but that, so that was good. probably i'd say the biggest shock factor that i had from 90s gone Ooh, biggest shock factor yeah it kills well it was a little different for me because i met him last year yeah, I, I was thinking so, like between Kel and Keenan coming out, like having oh, them both God, yeah. in one space. If I were there space. for that, yes, yes. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Even just watching on the live, how loud it got in there when he came out was crazy. Because yeah. it was complete. Nobody knew. Nobody had a clue. Yeah. E- even some of the workers like got concerned and like came from other panels to see, like make sure everything was okay. Yeah. And then they saw that Keenan was on stage like, oh, this is why. Keenan's here. Keenan is clearly the most successful of that whole group. Um, easily and i mean he's on currently on snl like he's big he's wait 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 wait, wait. i'm sorry so you wouldn't say that nick cannon is is more famous or higher than keenan nick cannon is just famous for having a million children and And, you know keenan is no Ah. i I put keenan above nick sorry i i did i just as much as i love devil's advocate there i I agree with you on keenan being (laughs) as much as i love drumline Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> Nick Cannon is definitely below Keenan. So it was just cool mm-hmm. to have someone of that magnitude show up as a surprise. And and then the other celebrity that was there, but not as a guest, did I, I sent you that, right? Uh, I might be blanking on it. I sent it to you. Aubrey Plaza. Oh, that's right. I was like, are you kidding me? So 
Yeah, it was uh, Melissa Joan Hart shared a story on Instagram that uh, Aubrey Plaza was there as a fan. Uh, it was either she's either a big fan of Charmed or Buffy. I saw, hmm. and that's why she was there because there was a lot of those two casts there. So she was literally hanging out, and then some people in the uh, Facebook group for '90s Con were saying that. They're like, no way. I thought I saw her, but I thought nothing of it. Cause like, why would she be just walking around with the public? And so they just never said anything. They just went about their day. And well, that's crazy. The, that's the thing. Like when you're walking around with the celebrities and they're mixed in with, I don't say the normal people, but like the normies, it's hard to tell who's a celebrity and who is not because you know, we, we see they're these, just people. <laughs> we see these people on TV and you know, I'm going to use like the name, like Mark Paul Gossler, for example, the man looks like he's larger than life. Yeah, yeah. But you get next to him and I mean, he definitely carries like an air around him. But he's he's my my height. Yeah. Like, yeah. I always feel like he's like six three. He really is like six foot, maybe six. And then four. Mario Lopez is shorter than me, and I'm five eleven. So I know. I was like, like <laughs> Oh, he, you're a little guy. Yeah. Well, speaking of little guys, my favorite. My favorite too. Literally one of the sweetest human beings. Exceedingly genuine. You gonna say his name right? I gotta test I, Alex. I, I got. It, I got. It, I got it. ready. James. I'm kidding. Jason Marsden. Yeah, Jason Marsden. For those who don't know, and you should, if you're watching this, he's not Cyclops from the X Men. I think of him as our generation's Jim Cummings. Like that's uh, the amount of credits he has for voice acting and regular acting. By the time he's Jim's age, he'll be right up there with. Him. I truly believe he'll be right up there with him. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better. Like. He has a million accolades to his name. And most of them you don't even realize were him. I mean, people usually know him for his big two. Yep. Which are Binks. Max Goof. Yep, Max Goof and Binks from Hocus Pocus, mm -hmm. um, which are two hugely iconic characters. Which I, I will say, I, I recognize Jason Marsden's voice now as an adult when I watch cartoons. And, I'll, I, and I won't even know that he's in it. I'm like, oh, wait, that's Jason's voice. But standing in line waiting to meet him, and just like, you know, kind of scrolling through my phone and looking around the convention and just looking at his, he has this giant banner of all the characters or most of the characters that are pretty popular that he's played and listening to his voice. I could look at the picture of like Chase Young from Shaolin Showdown, Richard Foley from Static Shock, Chester McMadbat from Fairly Odd Parents, and you're hearing his voice and it fits so perfectly with his characters. And one of the things that I think is really cool about Jason Marsden's voice he can change it and do different accents. We talked accents, about this, yeah. But his natural tonality is just so iconic and so versatile. His yeah, his normal talking voice is a character. Like he's he's incredible, and it, it's it's I want to say it's astounding. It's it's amazing to watch this man speak. Yeah, and just hear the inflection in his natural talking. It, I don't I don't have anything better to say about it. Yeah, you're totally right. He is, and. He's another one like Kel that genuinely cares, is happy to be there, is excited to meet everyone. Mm -hmm. um, a quick story about last year when he was there. Um, I went last day of the con again, Sunday, and there was he didn't have a line. So there was uh, a family, a mother, father, and a young daughter just having a conversation at his booth with him. And he came out from around the table and he has his Binks the cat puppet. Mm-hmm. And he, this little girl has to be three. Um, and he gets down on her level and talks to her in the Binks voice with the puppet. And she has a little stuffed bunny and he trades the Binks with her with the bunny. And mm -hmm. just seeing him put that extra effort in and 
making memories for these people is incredible because you have celebrities that literally don't leave from behind their table the whole time, which I, and I understand we talked about it, mental health. Some people don't like those big situations. Mm-hmm. I actually uh, read about Steve Burns from Blues Clues, mm-hmm. and I noticed that he was he was sweet. He he was great in the panel. But he stayed behind. But his when table. he was behind his table, you could tell he was a little reserved and mm-hmm. just kind of in his zone. Yeah. And then I read after that he doesn't like large crowds and like loud noise. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what he was dealing with. So it means a lot as well, even though he might not show it outwardly at the con that he that he came because he genuinely doesn't like to be in those situations. I'm thinking about like my interaction with Steve and hit the conversation was great. But yet that demeanor and I was like, I looked back at the picture and like you can tell when somebody's out of their zone. Yeah. And he was totally out of his zone. Oh, yeah. But when he, and it was like, I think back to the panel, like the panel we sat with Steve and he's talking, it was so informal. Yes. That's, and I, I couldn't imagine like being somebody struggling with that type of anxiety to be like, okay, we're now going to have you lead your own panel to all of your fans. Right. Right. But in that case, I mean, compared to the full scope of the con, it was a much mm-hmm. smaller crowd. It was Agreed. more intimate. He got to be farther away from everyone. And so. set the tone. Yes, correct. Which so I, was, I loved how he brought the Q&A up on stage. Very cool. And really made it kind of like you and I are sitting right now. Yes. It was, that was a great element. Um, I mean, he literally had people in the chair next to him and they would ask him a question and go from there. But yeah, he was, he was another great human. I don't understand the celebrities that, uh, that don't take the time with fans. Like you, you wouldn't be where it's you like a numbers came to them. It, you, but you wouldn't be where you are if it weren't for your fans. Like if no one watched your stuff or came to see you, you, <laughs> you'd be nothing. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it, it really means a lot for the ones who do. And talking about Steve. So this is pretty, pretty neat. I keep catching this cord here, but I see that I had him sign my, uh, Steve Funko Pop. He even drew a little, uh, a little clue. <laughs> Sorry, I got a glare there, but I know that that was like such a cool thing that <laughs> he just did that. Which also, speaking of Steve, I was able to get his autograph. Oh, I love the picture and you got it on. I was trying to figure out what picture I wanted. And there's a lot from like the Blues Clues days, and I wanted something that was like reminiscent of him as you know Steve from Blues Clues, but I wanted something that was kind of out of the box, a little unique. So I got this lovely picture with him with Tupac. They're sitting there in a bar drinking a beer. Steve dressed as Steve from Blue's Clues and Tupac. And Tupac. <laughs> like, I, I want to know what led to that interaction. Yeah, what were they conversating about? Like what? <laughs> and how did Nickelodeon react? Yeah. Like when that press got, when that picture got leaked. Oh my God. Yeah. I have must have been interesting because he was also talking about how Nickelodeon didn't want him at first. Maybe it was supposed to be booze clues. Yeah. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> booze clues. Booze clues. Do you see the bottle of beer? Where is it? <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, whiskey they, time, whiskey yeah. time, whiskey time. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop now. <laughs> oh my God. Sounds like someone's had a few of those before we recorded. Um no, but yeah, it, when during the panel he was talking about how Nickelodeon didn't want him, but the people running the auditions did, and he ultimately got the job, which is pretty cool. Well, I think like you were saying with the fans, in that 
you know, these celebrities wouldn't be anywhere with the fans. Those type of shows, without interacting with the audience, you really need to engage the audience. Yep. So the way that he did that, which is like that over the top into the camera, brought you in. Where he was talking about, you know, the the counterpart was just like, "Do you see the clue? Good job. There it is. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And it's like, oh, you know, someone who was conventionally handsome wasn't good. Yeah. He, Steve, I mean. Steve made the show. It was called Blues Clues, but Steve was Blues Clues. Yeah. Like, he, he who totally talks was. about the dog? No one. Everyone talks about Steve. Exactly. That and Paprika. That's just you. That's just... Well, listen, I didn't realize for a long time that Paprika wasn't a mixture of salt and pepper. I mean, yeah. I, I thought it was when I was a kid. I mean, salt I mean, and that pepper make, had a baby. I mean, yeah, that would make sense. Maybe salt had the baby with a mailman. Hey... Paprika. Uh, So, I know we both love Marsden. Mm -hmm. um, But outside of him, who was your favorite to meet? For me, it has to be a toss-up. Good. Mine is too. So, you first. So, I I will say I really liked meeting Chris Kirkpatrick. Okay. I, I will say I originally was more excited to meet Joey Fatone. Okay. But... Chris Kirkpatrick, he, I met him on the last day of the con and he came out in this like sling, like right. I saw that in his pictures. Yeah. He had rotator cuff surgery and they tightened up the ligaments in his shoulder. And what surgery am I going to be having? Same thing. And so I was like, Hey, it's going to be me in a few weeks. And it was just like, really, we were kind of bonding about that and joking about guitar. And I never realized that Chris Kirkpatrick played Chip Skylark on Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah. And I was like, wait, you sing Icky Vicky? And it was like, forget in sync. You were Chip Skylark. And yeah, uh, I didn't know that he played him, but crazy. I didn't know that he was like the founding member of in sync. I I'm learning this for the first time right now. Yeah. Yeah. So he was in a quartet in high school. Okay. Um, that's how his music career started. And then he met Justin. Okay. And then they brought in. I want to say Joey and then Joey was friends with I could be getting this wrong but Joey was friends with JC or JC was friends with Lance and they were just them four for a while and then brought in the fifth one yeah yeah so who is your your top my top is actually mine one of mine is Joey Fatone but I didn't meet Chris so I don't have him to compare it to Joey was just cool he took time to conversate he was really impressed by Eve's. You didn't see the interaction. I don't think we told you. I missed, but the the love CD. Eve had a heart shaped in sync CD, which was Joey was like asking his manager and Chris. He like yelled over to Chris, like Chris, you remember these? He's like, it, it's just super rare. Like they didn't make that many apparently, mm-hmm. and they were saying that it was a um, a European release or something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a CD, but it was heart shaped. And uh, he got pumped about it, but yeah, he was he was very very nice. And my other one was Mark Summers. Mark Summers was really cool. And like you're talked about with the people coming out from around the table. Not only did Mark Summers come out from around the table, he would stay out there and walk over to like towards the other booth where Laurie Beth was and yep. walk back. Like the the man lived in front of the table, and as a game show host. Like that's what he, he was did. pretty much hosting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't think of that, but yeah, that he was doing his job. Yeah. It was, it was so cool. Just watching him do that. 
and I love meeting Mark Summers. Like, you know, I I was a little after the Double Dare time. Unwrapped, baby. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> the only reason why I know the largest ovens in the entire world are at the Nabisco Cheese It's factory. Thank you, Mark Summers, for this useless information that my brain has retained. Yeah, me and my little brother used to watch Unwrapped every night. I but yeah, I started, I started with Double Dare and What Would You Do? But I had to bring this bad boy to get... Yeah, I, I got to uh, see this. Mark Summers treatment. So this, Double Dare, for those of you who don't know, was a, a game show that started in the 80s. 1986 was the first season. And this is a true vintage original uh, contestant shirt from the first season. If you go on YouTube, look up the first season of Double, Double Dare. This is the exact shirt that the contestants would wear on the show. And I had Mark sign it. And I'm going to put it in a nice uh, shadow box with the picture of he and I and mount it at the shop because I think it's awesome. Look at the font on our trivia cards, by the way. Ha, it's like my logo. But you see you see the D for the double? <laughs> it's double dare font, yeah. Yeah, I, I pointed out in the last podcast, but Jocelyn was like, oh, what cool. Is it? What is that? And I figured, I figured you would appreciate that. I love it. But yeah. yeah, so while I loved meeting Mark Summers, I think the second biggest one for me to meet was kind of a, a dark horse for me. Danny Tamborelli. Oh, great guy. Like I like I never really watched, you know, Pete and Pete. I, I remember watching Danny Tamborelli's, you know, Fat Cop. Yeah. I love Fat <laughs> Cop. It was very, very Chris Farley esque. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know, just and well, then, he was also in Mighty Ducks. He was. He was Tommy. Yeah. But I, I was like, man, like I don't really remember like anything super standout-ish from, you know, Danny Tamborelli. But then I got to show this. Danny Tamborelli, on top of being Little Pete, Tommy and Mighty Ducks, and being all that, was the voice of Arnold in Magic School Bus. I didn't know that, to be honest with you. I didn't know that until I got there. And you saw that picture on his table? I, I saw the picture <laughs> on his table. I'm like, wait, you were the voice of, of Arnold? And he goes, yeah, and I'm like, this is not going to be a normal field trip. And he goes, <laughs> dude, you took my line. And I was just like, I I'm sorry. I'm a school teacher. I kind of had to. And so then he wrote, I should have stayed home today. <laughs> Which was like, <laughs> yeah, he's the man. And we told him about the podcast. We and did. He seemed and fairly interested and open to the idea of possibly coming on. So wait, that would be awesome. I know you missed it at the, all that panel. Lori Beth actually shaved off his mustache during the middle of the panel. Which <laughs> she said he looked like a pedophile, right? Yeah. Yeah, so she shaved up. Like, apparently, she missed a few spots, so he had to clean it up later. I will say he like he remembered my face from like one of the first day or like Saturday when I went and met him. Yeah, yeah. And then like you know, I'd be like strolling by his booth and like give him a wave, and he'd wave back for the rest of the day. But he remembered who I was, and he was like asking me a couple questions. And I'm like, oh, wait, I'm here to ask you questions. You're asking me questions now, and it was just really cool that out of like the sea of people at this convention. You know, I kind of had this like personal interaction with this guy. Yeah, yeah. It just it was just I felt it was really cool. It, I mean, that's once again those ones that that just take a little extra step and show that they give a crap. <laughs> exactly. And <laughs> so frank, we're, yeah. we're hoping we can get Danny Temporelli on the podcast and You're talk cool. about the old days of all that P and P and Magic School Bus. So good. that'd be incredible. Yeah, I'm trying to think uh, who my like runner-up would be i don't really have a dark horse 
I will say as a whole, like if I had to pick my favorite like whole cast that mm-hmm. was there, it's Hocus Pocus. Mm. Just because I met them all outside of like the photo op in there, except for Thora. I didn't really get to spend much time with her, but you can tell just going through everyone else's videos and pictures that they're just fun, goofy, there to have a good time, like not serious at all. And mm-hmm. and plus Omri Katz, who plays Max, has his own weed company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Mary Danksters. Hey, who would ever thought that? I, virgin I, who lit the black flame candles, a weed man. I know, right? I just, I wish the con lasted a few more days or maybe there weren't as many people attending the con. Yeah. Just yeah. so you would get a little bit more interaction with people. Because I would have loved to have met people from Full House. You know, actually, it takes some time with the cast of Spring of the Teenage Witch. You know, we got to talk to Beth Broderick, which was really cool. She was sweet, yeah. I would have loved to spend some time with Caroline Ray. I think she's one of the funniest people. I loved her shirt, the I Identify as a Witch. Yeah. Oh, that was so hysterical. Good, so good. So good. Um, Martin yeah. Mull would have been a really cool addition to that. I also would have loved to have Mr. Belding there. <laughs> that would have been, been cool. Or, you know, anybody from Boy Meets World. I was lucky enough to meet the Boy Meets World cast last year. But yeah, they weren't back for this year. Yeah, um, not all of us attended last year, Brandon. <laughs> not all of us attended. Well, you got to meet, or you didn't meet, but you got to see Keenan. So, Yeah, yes, I did. Oh, I lied. I do have a dark horse. Oh, who's your dark horse? Totally forgot about him. Rockstar DJ Trey. He's oh, yeah. The, he was amazing. So he is. he's been a DJ since the early 90s, 92 or so, I believe. And he is dubbed the official DJ of the Power Rangers. Mm -hmm. So um, I was waiting in line to meet Joey Fatone. And he was set up right next to that booth. It was sad because he had the uh, helmet that was half white Ranger, half green Ranger. We all know Mm -hmm. what happened to Jason David Frank. And he was very close with him. And you could tell he was emotional being there and talking about it. Um, I gave him a official Power Rangers club member pin and a mm-hmm. pack of old school Power Rangers trading cards. And he was super appreciative. And then I went back to see him later on that day and got up on the stage with him behind his DJ booth and got a picture with him. And uh, I was wearing my 1992 tour shirt of MC Hammer, Boys to Men and Jodeci. It was a con- it was one of the their merch that they sold mm-hmm. at their shows that for that tour, um, and I gave DJ Trey my business card for the shop, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Oh, I love collaborating with with those kind of businesses and people like you." And then he was like, "Wait a second. and he like had me take a step back, and he's like looking at the shirt, and he's like, "Oh, MC Hammer," and then I turned around, he's like, "Oh, and Boys to Men and Jodeci too," and then he realized it clicked, and he was like, "Dude, no way, you're not gonna believe this." That shirt, that tour, that was my first concert ever. <laughs> my first concert I've ever been to. He's like, he's like, are you are you willing to sell that shirt? He's like, I don't care how much it is. He's like, I've never seen another one. Mm-hmm. And then, so I've been I've been messaging back and forth with him on Instagram, and I told him I'm not quite sure if I want to sell it, but if I do, it'll it'll be to him. I feel um, like I, I see you wear that shirt all the yeah, time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a good one. So I just thought that was cool. Out of all the I have a lot of vintage t-shirts and out of all the ones I picked and not having known this human at all, I wore that shirt that day mm-hmm. and it happened to you know, be his, what are the his first concert. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah. 
So thinking of 90s con, and we know that they're going to be doing a 90s con down in Tampa quite soon. I think you and I have joked about going or potentially making it a reality. Mm. Who would you want to see, if not at Tampa, next year at 90s oh, con? I, we need a whole other episode for me to talk about that. Give me, give me like your number one or top three. Okay, overall as a whole, I'd love to see more characters from movies like, uh, you know, The Sandlot and Mighty mm-hmm. Ducks and like the little like not blockbuster movies, mm-hmm. but the little, little cult classics. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be phenomenal. Um, and then there's like fever dream ones that I know will pro- likely never come. Like I'd love a John Stamos at the con, like that'd be or Justin Timberlake, you know, mm-hmm. there's, I could, like I said, I could be here all night, but those ones are, would be incredible. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But even like ones that are more manageable, like Hanson would be cool. Mm-hmm. They were, they were like the nineties. They're that's like mm-hmm. the definition. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently they don't do many uh, events like that. They do their own yearly event in Jamaica. They're on an mm-hmm. island and it's like all Hanson fans and they do like a weekend long celebration with concerts and hanging out with the crowd and stuff. So I think that's pretty much the extent of their, which I get. Um, but yeah, those would be some cool ones to see. Yeah. How about you? If there was anyone that I would love to see, I think it would have to probably be number one would be Jaleel White. Get a little Urkel up in there. I know that we had Reginald Vell Johnson last year, and then there was no family matters at all this year. No. So I would love to see Jaleel White be there. I would love to see Dan Laria actually come in. Yeah, he was he's one that dropped out mm-hmm. as well. We didn't luckily we didn't purchase that photo op, but no, thankfully. Yeah. But then my my big one. Oh, I have one too. I want to see if it's that one. Let's Go ahead. So I, I got a big one that I know that you would love to see this person because they play one of I believe it was one of your favorite characters. Jim Carrey. Oh God. Mm, love him. I would love <laughs> to see Jim Carrey. Just I mean, the man had a movie out almost every year, every two years in the nineties. Jim Carrey and if we're going dream ones again, mm-hmm. Adam Sandler. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Dude, I, w- we, I would spend so much money at oh, Nineties Con. Yeah. I, w- I was joking with my coworker who went that one of the biggest, my biggest regrets was how much money I spent. But also my biggest joy was how much money we spent and how yeah, many, exactly, all the, all the exactly. things that happened. I think what really was fortunate, my stipend for basketball had come in that Friday. Hey. <laughs> and because it's my third year of coaching, I'm at the top of that for coaching. So I'm like, oh, this is a good bump from second to third year coach. Play money. <laughs> and I'm like, let's go see you and you and you. So it's like, I was able to like go see people that if I didn't have that, it wouldn't have been possible. So yeah. it was really cool. So like, I know Jocelyn didn't get to go. And one of the jokes on this podcast for the past, like I'd say few months has been the fact that I don't know the movie Clueless. I am clueless about Clueless. I never... Heard, really heard of the movie. I confused it with Harriet the Spy, which then also got confused with Get a Clue with Lindsay Lohan. It was a whole thing. I didn't hear about this till right now, but that's hilarious. Yeah, so not knowing about Clueless, I guess my brain also kind of blocked out who the hell Alicia Silverstone was. And I don't know how. 
So Jocelyn was trying to describe who Alicia Silverstone was to me when I was like, yeah, Alicia Silverstone's at this convention. And she goes, it was Batgirl. I'm like, from the Bat Nipples movie? The which, Bat Nipples movie. Which she was, she was Batgirl in my favorite Batman movie. I love Batman and Robin. I, yeah. Okay, I can't, I can't say it's my favorite one because I do like the Christian Bale ones. I think of that time as a child... Of like who loved yeah, Batman yeah, yeah. animated series. It had Mr. Freeze. It had Poison Ivy. It had Bane. I was able to get Jocelyn a signed picture of Alicia Silverstone that she now has and it will hang on our basement. And it's signed and personalized for her. And, what a what a guy. And then not only that, but Sunday night into Monday to surprise her, I watched Clueless. No, so he's that, no longer Clueless. As if. Well, at least about that movie. Yeah, there's still a lot of movies I haven't seen from the <laughs> 90s. But I can finally, like, you know, if we have a clueless trivia question, at least now I can't feign, you know, not knowing it because I've seen the movie. That's true. Yeah. Oh, the other one more while we're on it. Mm-hmm. Mr. Feeney. While wow, wow, we still can. I, I love I, uh, oh. You know how many life lessons I truly learned from that man? Like, I feel like I learned more from Mr. Feeney than any real teacher I've had my whole life. It's actually something I brought up to Jason Marsden was how like important like Mr. Feeney was. And I actually show Boy Meets World in the classroom every now and then. And I kind of like go by like each episode. And I think over the course of the last few years, we're now like on season two is actually where the, the you know, Eric and Jason are kind of dating Desiree. Yeah, yeah. And so we were talking about that. And I just brought in the fact that Feeney was so influential as a teacher that the way that he interacts with the students is how I, I hope I interact with mine. Yeah, exactly. Dude, 100%. That, like I said, I, I have never learned so much from mm-hmm. the teacher than I did from... And, it, and it's not your typical learning. It's not mm-hmm. math. And it, it's just life lessons and how to treat people. And it's genuine and there's not many people like that anymore mm-hmm. I, was, I do want to bring one other thing up from 90s con that has nothing to do with the people that were there it was one of the booths so the I am 30 AF social media handle team whatever you want to call them yeah. they had this little photo booth that was there I don't say it's little it's probably about I suppose it was pretty big yeah it was almost maybe a half to two thirds the size of this room that we're in. And it was set up like it was just taken right out of the nineties. And I'm looking around. It's like, you know, your, your typical, like very like nineties, like the clear phone, the blow posters, furniture. the blow up furniture, the, the string for cat's cradle. But one thing stuck out to me. And then I was so happy that I found it. One of the vendor booths. I know you, you saw these too and you, you wanted to find where I found them. Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. Disney adventure, little magazines. Oh, so much nostalgia. I remember having these as a kid, like going and I remember my mom would buy the TV guide and I would pick up one of these and they had little cartoons in the back, the comics, the like the mazes. And I just like one of my favorite things about going through old magazines. The is ads. The ad, dude, like right on the back <laughs> the here. Ads. Bionicle. I have not seen Bionicle in forever. Of course, this ad is from 2006. My then, younger brother loved Bionicles. Yeah. I, I just love like, dude, these two are 14 years apart. 1992 to 2006. And it's That's just... the year I graduated high school. Wow. Old man. <laughs> yeah, though I I love those. I love those magazines. Yeah. But uh, as we wrap up our 90s con chat, I do want to shout out one more vendor. 
my buddy Sam over at No Rhyme or Reason. Oh yeah. Um, No Rhyme or Reason art. She makes uh, nostalgia filled wonder. <laughs> yeah, she makes. I mean, her earrings are are gorgeous. I, I picked up a pair of the Tiny Tune earrings that you will see on a podcast when Jocelyn hops on one awesome. day. Awesome. Yeah. So she does. Uh, she repurposes all sorts of smalls, like little figures and stuff from the '90s. So earrings, keychains. She takes old like fabric and bed sheet sets and turns them into tote bags. So she mm-hmm. had like goosebumps and Pokemon and all these amazing tote bags. Um, you can check her out on Instagram at No Rhyme or Reason Art, and uh, from there her website is linked, and you can buy all her sweet merch. Yeah. So before we finish wrapping up the podcast, want to get to some trivia? Yeah, after you. Okay. So here's your first trivia question. What color eyes does the cat have in the Napster logo? Blue. No. White? No. Green? There you go. The Napster the Napster logo, the cat has green eyes. I believe the outline is blue, the cat is white, and the eyes are green. One for you. Here we go. In the nineteen ninety six video game Tomb Raider. Which one of these creatures did not try to kill Lara Croft? A shark, a T-Rex, a bear, or a Black Panther? Shark, T-Rex, bear, or Black Panther? I already know which one you're going to say. Was it the shark? He got it right. And that's not what I thought. I thought he was going to say T-Rex. I I was thinking of the (laughs) T-Rex. I'm like, man... (laughs) 1996 were a few years after Jurassic Park. Dinosaurs were big. That's a teacher answer. He's going, he's breaking it down. Well, listen, right. we, we've already talked about how, you know, Damn. the 90s had a hard on for dinosaurs. So did I. <laughs> hey, let's go to the Jurassic era. Okay. So, I mean, I, I picked, man, I picked easy ones for you. I should have gone harder for you. Oh, baby. Hey. <laughs> Just talking about my dinosaurs over here. We're going to do some math. Uh, okay. The number of Teletubbies times the number of Wiggles. Oh. Shit. Watch Wiggles. Uh, shit. Mm-hmm. It's either 16 or 20, but I don't know which one it is. Which one do you think it is? Marine, Marine, 16. You're correct. Oh, thank God. They were both four Teletubbies and four Wiggles. <laughs> I thought, but... I don't know much about the Wiggles. Yeah, I, I knew the Teletubbies easily. I did not know how many number of Wiggles there were. Exactly. Okay. You'll know this, but I like it. <laughs> what rapper reminded us that he always had his mind on his money and, of course, his money on his mind? Shit. <laughs> oh, maybe he doesn't. I want to say Jay-Z, but I know it's wrong. Rolling down the street, smoking Nando, sipping on gin and juice. Laid back. Snoop. With my mind on my money. With my money on my mind. Yes, Snoop. Snoop Dogg. Wow. <laughs> I don't know why I was drawing a blank on that. It's just sad. Because you haven't been here so long. I'm just surprised that you're here. <laughs> I got him all hot and bothered. Oh. He's, he's flustered. We're talking about dinosaurs. I'm too excited. Megasaurus. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of us. 
thoughts. Okay, I got one for you. It's an easy one, but what would you do for or one a Klondike of- bar? Shut up. Oh, is that what the question? What would you do for this ice cream treat? <laughs> that was too easy. Yeah, it was. I give you a very easy one. That might be the new record for nostalgia junkie answer. You're not gonna know this. I would if you were asking me this, but. What clear beer alternative was introduced in 1993 and billed as something different? Zima. He did know it. You read all of these. No, I knew Zima. <laughs> I actually knew that one. Yeah, that's correct. It had to do with alcohol. Clear beer. Bet you guys didn't know that. Thank you for joining us here at Nostalgia Junkies. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Nostalgia Junkies Podcast. Remember to uh, like, share, subscribe, rate, review. You know what to do. I've been Alex. And I'm Brandon. And we'll see you later. Peace. That's all, folks. Thank you for listening to the Nostalgia Junkies podcast. Follow us on social media. Subscribe to the podcast and make sure to never miss an episode. Till the next episode.